0: ...invited to the wedding? Apparently not. In fact, it had already happened by the time they got the letter. I get to wear a beaded hat and a glitzy headscarf, the whole shebang, Kiki wrote. I still can't believe it. Neither could any of her relatives. But they sent presents, once they had an address. A microwave oven, a Mr. Coffee, an electric blanket for the cold mountains. They were a practical and liberal family. They wanted to be helpful. They didn't hear from Kiki for a while, and her father worried that the gifts had been stolen in the mail. I know it's hard for you to imagine, Kiki wrote, but we do very well without electricity here. Every morning, I make a wood fire in the stove. Very good smelling smoke. I make a little fire at the bottom of the water heater, too. Kiki built fires? No one could imagine her as the pioneer wife. Her brother, Alan, who later became my father, asked what kind of music she listened to there and if she had a radio. She sent him cassette tapes of favorite Turkish singers. First, a crappy male crooner, and then a coolly plaintive woman singer, who was really very good. Alan was always hoping to visit. But first he was in college and working as a house painter in the summers, and then he had a real job in advertising that he couldn't leave. Kiki said not a word about making any visits home. Her father offered to pay for two tickets to New York so they could all meet her husband, but Kiki wrote, Oh, Dad, spend your money on better things. No one nagged her. She'd been a touchy teenager given to sullen outbursts, and everyone was afraid of that Kiki appearing again. She stayed for eight years. Her letters said, My husband thinks I so as well as his sisters. And, I'm rereading my Coppet of Ovid in Latin. It's not bad. And, Winter is so long this year. I hate it. Osman has already taught me all he knows about the stars. No one could make sense of who she was now or put the parts together. There were no children and no pregnancies that anyone heard about, and the family avoided asking. Her brother was finally about to get himself over for a visit when Kiki wrote to say, Guess what? I'm coming back at last, for good. Cannot wait to see you all. Cannot wait, my ass, her brother said. She waited fine. What's so irresistible now? No, the husband was not coming with her. My life here has reached its natural conclusion, Kiki wrote. Osman will be my dear friend forever, but we've come to the end of our road. So who ran around on who? The relatives kept asking. She'll never say, will she? Everybody wondered what she would look like when she arrived. Would she be sun-dried and weather-beaten? Would she wear billowing silk trousers like a belly dancer? Would the newer buildings of New York amaze her? Would she gape at the Twin Towers? None of the above. She looked like the same old Kiki, 31 with very good skin, and she was wearing jeans and a turtleneck, possibly the same ones she'd left home with. She said, God, look at you! When she saw her brother, grown from a scrawny teenager to a man in a sports jacket, she said, been a while, hasn't it, to her dad. Her luggage was a mess, very third world, woven plastic valises, bailed up with string, and there were a lot of them. She had brought back nine carpets. What was she thinking? She wanted to sell them to someone or other. Her brother always remembered that when they ate their first meal together, Kiki held her knife and fork like a European. She laughed at things lightly, as if the absurdity of it all wasn't worth shrieking over. She teased Alan about his sunglasses. You look like a genius in them. And his large appetite has not changed since you were eight. She certainly sounded like herself. Wasn't she tired from her flight? no big deal, she said. She'd had a crappy job in a bookstore before going off on her travels.